greatest gift God has given this world is the precious gift of grace. Please understand that grace is not a teaching. Grace is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Open your spirit and prepare to receive, through Bishop Herb Andrew, God's Word of Grace, which is building you up from the inside out, while positioning you to enjoy the inheritance Jesus paid for with His blood. This is your moment of grace. Hi, I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this is your moment of grace. I'm excited about this particular study that we've engaged in throughout the month of June as we have celebrated and just simply given unto God the thanks and the praise that he deserves for giving us the gift of fathers. We thank God, of course, for natural fathers, for our fathers, and even for the privilege of being a father. But of course, we celebrate and we give God praise for the greatest father that anyone could ever have, and that is Jehovah, our heavenly father. You know, I want to, even as we go forth on today, I really want to end this particular study. I'd like to end this the same way that we began several weeks ago. And that's simply by reminding you that in this season, we must understand the difference between God's grace and the law. We must understand the difference between the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the law that was given through the great patriarch Moses himself. You all remember we talked about how it is that the law demands, whereas grace supplies. In other words, listen to this. Grace supplies forgiveness for the person trusting in Jesus, whereas the law demands that the rebellious, especially a rebellious son, actually be stoned to death. Why? Because, because, because the law demands and grace supplies. Grace supplies forgiveness, but the law demands that, that this rebellious son, because he did not live up to a certain standard, he must be stoned to death. See, under this new covenant of grace, the Bible says that God is merciful to our unrighteousness and our sins and our lawless deeds. He remembers them no more. But under law, it's totally different. Let, let me show you this in Deuteronomy 21, beginning at verse number 18. See, because grace supplies forgiveness to the person trusting in Jesus. Under grace, he says, I'm merciful to your unrighteousness. Your sins, your lawless deeds, I remember them no more. But under law, law demands that the rebellious, that the rebellious son, that he be stoned to death. Not, not, no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't hit him with the stone trying to hurt him, but that he be literally stoned to death. Why? Because the letter killeth. That's the law. The spirit gives life. Look at Deuteronomy 21 and verse number 18. The Bible says, 
If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and who, when they have chastened him, will not heed them, then his father and his mother shall take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of the city, to the gate of his city, and they shall and, and they shall say to the elders of the city, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. And look at verse 21. Then all of the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. So you shall put away the evil from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. Did y'all hear that? Let me read verse 21 again. Verse 21 says, Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. So you shall put away the evil from among you, and all Israel shall hear and fear. See, see grace supplies, but law demands. You know, we've been talking about this father's heart of grace that we've seen demonstrated through forgiveness. We've seen the father's heart of grace demonstrated through access. We've even seen it demonstrated through approval. But I want to show you briefly today the father's heart of grace as it's manifested through restoration. So I don't have time to read it all, but Look at, if you would, Luke's gospel, chapter number 15, and I want all of you in your own private time, take time out to read that particular chapter, and it will bless your life tremendously. Many of us, we're already, uh, we're already familiar with this particular passage because we know it as the passage regarding the prodigal son. But you know, when you really look at it, I believe that this particular passage, it, it would have been better noted as the, the, the story of the faithful father as opposed to the story of the prodigal son. Let's look at Luke 15 just briefly and, and, and look at the actions of the son as compared to the heart of grace that is demonstrated by the father. Again, I'm not going to read all of this, but when you read this particular story, and many of us, we know how it goes, how this particular son, this young son, he went to his father and he declared to his father that he wanted his inheritance, but he would not even wait until his father died. He wanted his inheritance immediately. He wanted it then and now. And the Bible says that his father gave him the inheritance and his son, he took all that his father had given unto him. He went away into a far country, the Bible says, and, and he, he spent all he had in riotous living. In, in other words, this son, he, he took his inheritance and, and he went out and, and he just spent it. He just, he just parted and he had a good time until, until all of it was gone. And, and we all know the story that, that once his money was gone, his friends were gone as well. 
Once the partying was over, he found himself all alone and no one would give him anything. So much so that this, this Jewish boy found himself working in a pig pen because the truth of the matter is the consequences of sin, it placed this particular son in a compromising position. See, you got to understand something about sin. You got to understand that, yes, through the finished work of Jesus, we are forgiven of all of our sins, past, present, and future. However, it is important for us to understand as well that even though we are forgiven, the wages of sin is death. That has been paid for us. However, sin still comes with consequences. And the consequences of this young fellow's decision, it put him in a very compromising position. See, understand, sin will take you further than you intended to go. It'll cause you to stay longer than you intended to stay, and it'll cause you to pay more than you ever intended to pay. Sin comes with consequences. And even in the midst of this, this young fella dealing with the consequence of his actions, he, he's, he's in the midst of the consequences. As a matter of fact, he's, he's feeding the pigs, and the Bible says he's even now considering eating some of the pigs' food. You all just don't understand how significant that is. This is a Jewish fellow we're talking about. And not only is he feeding pigs, but now he's consider, considering rather eating their food. But in the midst of it, in the midst of him dealing with the consequences of his actions, he finally makes a good decision. And the decision that he makes is to return home to his father. Now watch this. This son, as he, as he makes the decision to return home to his father, the son isn't returning home because he missed this loving relationship that he shared with his father. He's not returning home because he missed the fellowship of his father, that, you know, he, he, he missed embracing his father. No, the fact of the matter is, read the story for yourself and you'll find out that the only reason he's returning home is because he's hungry and, and he knows that there is food in his father's house. He's doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Hear me today, hear me today, before we judge him. That's how many of us operate. Come on, we're out there, we're doing our thing. We're, we're wasting our resources, wasting our gifts and talents in riotous living. And oftentimes we, we are in the midst of the consequences of our actions and then we make a decision. I'm going back to church. I'm, I'm getting my relationship with God right again. And that decision is not necessarily because we love God, but that decision is oftentimes made because things are so bad where I am because of the decisions that I have made. I'm going back to my heavenly father because it has to be better over there. So, so notice, notice the father's heart of grace. 
Notice the Father's heart of grace, even as it's manifested through restoration. Because here it is now, the Son is doing the right thing, but he's doing the right thing for the wrong reason. But look at what the Bible says in Luke 15 and verse number 20. The word of God says, and he talking about, and he talking about this son, he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, the father saw him, wait a minute, and had compassion on him. And the father ran, fell on his neck and kissed him. Oh, please don't miss that. Don't miss that. Here's this son who has who has sinned tremendously, who has taken all of of his inheritance and wasted it in riotous living. But now the Bible says that when this son makes the decision that he'll go back to his father's house, not because he loved the father, but he's going back because he's hungry and he knows there's food in the father's house. Even though this son is doing the right thing for the wrong reason, the Bible says when he arose and came to his father, when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. Hallelujah. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Because the fact that the father saw him, it suggests that the father was obviously waiting for him. The father was looking for him. And the father was believing that one day his wayward son would come home back to the house. Oh, please hear me today. In other words, the father's heart of grace. The father's heart of grace is actually seen in the fact that regardless of how far we drift, regardless of how long we stay away, the father, he is always waiting. He is always looking and he's always expecting our return. I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but you may have drifted away from God. You may have wasted your substance with riotous living. And, and maybe the thought has come to your mind. I need to go back to church. I need to get my relationship right with God. Well, I have good news for you. The father, he is he is waiting. He is looking and he is waiting with expectation because his heart of grace, his heart of grace, it, it, it lets us know that regardless of how far we drift away, regardless of how long we stay away, he is always waiting and he's always expecting our return. Listen, listen, this father, not only did he see him, but the Bible says he had compassion. His compassion, it, it, it lets us know that, that he, didn't, he didn't look at his son through eyes of guilt. His compassion lets us know that he didn't look at his son with, with eyes of condemnation because his son made such, such bad choices. The thing that I love is he didn't even, he didn't even care that, that his son came home for the wrong reason. He was just happy. He just had joy in the fact that his son had returned. And God is saying to somebody today who is listening, you, 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 you're contemplating 
coming back home. You're contemplating, contemplating, getting back in the house. And God says to you, your father, he, he, he is looking for you. He has compassion. He, he's not looking at you through eyes of guilt or eyes of condemnation because you've made bad choices. And, and he's not even judging the reason that you decided to come home. Listen, all he's saying is come. And when his son came, hallelujah, he didn't just restore to his son a place in the house. He didn't just make his son a servant in the house. But when his son came back home, because of the father's heart of grace, the Bible says he gave back to his son his robe, <laughs> his ring, and put shoes back on his feet. In other words, he gave him his robe of righteousness. He gave him his ring of authority and he gave him his sandals, his shoes for right standing. And what God is saying today is if you have drifted, it doesn't matter how far you drifted away. It doesn't matter how long you've stayed away. He says, I'm looking and I'm looking with eyes of compassion. And the moment that you return, he says, I'll return unto you your righteousness, your authority, as well as your right standing in my presence. God bless you, for this has been your moment of grace. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms by subscribing to our Beacon Light of Homer YouTube channel and following us on Beacon Light of Homer Facebook and Instagram pages. Join us for a life-changing word on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. for our Beacon Light of Homer worship experience or Wednesday on our Grace Reloaded Bible Study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bishop Herb would love to hear from you. Leave your comments and be sure to stay connected by subscribing to this Moment of Grace podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you share it with your friends and loved ones. Remember, because of his awesome grace, our God is faithful to manifest every blessing and benefit Jesus has paid for through his finished work on the cross of Calvary. Our part is to believe, receive, and enjoy what has already been provided, motivated by his tremendous love. Until next time, this has been your moment of grace. Thank you for sharing on today.